listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When your girl walks up with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull out tough? Cause you're gonna, cause you notice that buff was stuffed deep in the jeans she wearing i'm hooked and i can't stop staring oh baby i want to get with ya and take your picture my homeboys tried to warn me but that butt you got makes me, me so, so horny. horny Ooh, rumple smooth skin would you say you want to get in my bins well use me use me because you ain't no average groupie i seen them dancing to hell with romancing she's wet wet got it going like a turbo vet i'm tired of magazines saying flat bets are the thing take the average black man to ask him that he gotta say wait she gotta pack much back so fellas yeah yeah, fellas yeah Yeah. has your girl girl got the butt hell yeah yeah. we'll tell him shake it shake it shake it shake it shake that healthy butt baby Baby got got back back. hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and and we're live on a sunday on the eve before the eve of christmas oh my god becky i never realized that song was specifically about big black butts Mm -hmm. you know because i thought it was just about big butts for some reason i just oh i forgot over the years um but when you go back and you listen to the beginning Mm -hmm. and the white girls are mad it's not that they're just mad that she got a butt but then it's like it's so black and then i think the reason i forgot is just over our lifetime big butts have become like something you can buy and correct something that can be emulated and stuff and you know white women and all kinds of women other women have kind of just you know adopted that as their thing now it's like i got a big old fake booty and you know it's like no it was really just for big booty black women that was it um he also said some stuff about silicone and stuff in there later so i I think he was really talking about real big butts not like the uh the the kind you can buy so Mm -hmm. anyway uh that's your flashback for the day uh the official weapon of this show is the taste the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme find us on itunes stitcher leave us five star reviews appreciate everyone takes the time out to do that we read your five star reviews on our feedback shows um no sponsors today so we can just get right into uh the show okay um there's all kinds of news happening and stuff mm-hmm. number one we playing each other we are playing each other in fantasy football right now mm-hmm. for the fantasy football championship this is the first time this has ever happened in all the years all so right playing fantasy together this is for all the fantasy marbles karen all of them at least i'm gonna place this year i'm taking somebody money uh, well we both yeah we both gonna make money no matter what but that's how i feel i'm getting some money one of us is going to make the most money and get the bragging rights around this house um and we th- both know it's gonna be me okay <laughs> uh no no offense uh but you know fancy football is a man's game and uh i don't play that when it comes to fancy football <laughs> I'm finna tell you, I'm finna tell you, and now you bleeding. They play it, get, get, they play it, get, get. When I shoot you in the neck, the noise go play it, get, get. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I had to coach the hell out of this team. If people yes, knew, you did. People knew who was on my team, they'd be like, God damn, boy, you should sign up for the real NFL. <laughs> the way their team fell apart okay i mean i don't want to get too deep into it nobody cares about people's fantasy football team but i will tell y'all okay 
i had cameron one arm newton on my team and somehow still made it to the championship okay my other quarterback was dak prescott who's starting right now who low who knows what the hell that nigga's doing right now <laughs> right then i have uh i had odell beckham juniors on my team got shut down for the season over the last two three weeks um uh, i had to i had to run it back from green bay that that tore his fucking acl last week in like two plays into the game i don't know how i beat the number one team i came to the playoffs i had to play in the bye y'all i came in the playoffs on a four game losing streak okay but i went in that locker room and i looked those gentlemen in the eyes and i pulled my pants down and shook my penis and said listen we are going to do this you have to believe in yourself okay um, who else I have my oh I got a, I got Josh Gordon on my team y'all I had Josh Gordon starting last week okay you've seen the news right this nigga is he violated the substance abuse policy on multiple levels last like this time like he might never play again I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that this team is ridiculous <laughs> I never I never had a team go this far that was this bad i don't know how the fuck i'm winning these games last week i won the game because my kicker and my defense <laughs> everybody else on my team was sorry or, t- or, or or hurt um who else i had on my team i had uh because see i had to cut half these motherfuckers man that's how bad it was <laughs> it's terrible y'all i'm just saying man it's <sighs> so anyway i just feel like you guys have to respect my journey no matter how i got here um i'm just glad i get to make some money you know i never place you never place i think i may have made it to the playoffs maybe once or twice but i never won like i would normally get not that like the first like before you get to like the main round well beyonce's left titty versus white woman <laughs> calling 911 in the championship is gonna be one for the ages i know right that. and guess whose name what it took us it was gonna be an old slobber knocker as they call it back in the day <laughs> it might come down to monday night i got somebody playing monday night so it might come down to that i don't know y'all just pray for my team okay just pray that <laughs> these dudes can stay off the drugs not hit nobody you know we're just trying to y'all might make it we're just trying to make it through a championship game let's just everybody play healthy give a good game all right let's talk about all kinds of stuff guys um couples who drink together tend to stay be happier together study finds that's a good thing shocking news there i know a lot of y'all drinking and y'all start talking all crazy to each other but apparently uh if you drink together it's a little bit better uh there was a study published in the journals of gerontology don't know what that's the study of researchers wanted to see if there was a correlation between drinking and marital happiness specifically among older couples because young people get too drunk that's probably why <laughs> right they don't drink in moderation they drink to get like passed but, out uh, and the study, old people drink but like, i just want to feel all right. right i'm not trying to not remember the next day i just want to sip you know right i i just want to put like this this drink is for me to fucking relax <laughs> concordant drinking couples reportedly decreased negative marital quality over time and these links were significantly greater among wives wives who reportedly drinking reported al- drinking alcohol 
uh drives who reported drinking alcohol reported decreased negative marital quality over time when the husbands also reported drinking and increased negative marital quality over time when husbands reported not drinking so basically if the woman drinks and the husband don't then marital quality over time actually reduces like i mean yeah then your marriage actually becomes worse but if y'all both drink then it actually uh i guess uh gets better Hmm. Mm -hmm, right because you do have like i say women to drink and men don't men to drink the women don't um i i I can see that i guess it just depends on a marriage because they are one with one partner and it don't bother and it's not a thing but i guess they said just overall that they seen more marriages when they both drink in moderation mm-hmm. most of the time it ends up being happier longer i'm assuming that's what this study says that's what it says okay. um these findings are particularly salient given the increased drinking among baby boomers and the importance of marital quality for health among older couples to conduct the study they analyzed 4,864 mixed participants who had all been married roughly 33 years oh so if y'all young people out there i guess um you know i don't know how these people was drinking before this you know how they got to 33 (laughs) come on that's a long ass time the study shows that it's not about how much they're drinking it's about whether they drink at all we're not suggesting that people should drink more or change the way they drink uh and they also left heavy drinkers out of the study pool so if y'all you know you like out there getting passed out and shit or you have problems drinking alcoholism things of that they obviously didn't want to um count you and and that and that will make sense these are for people that normally just drink in moderation and it's not like an addiction or anything like that for these people in the study because that would skew the study Mm-hmm. um for young couples money woes take a heavy toll no shit with money at the root of a lot of relationship stress it's no surprise that a partner with credit issues can cause a significant strain and even a split right that's all jokes aside that's why a lot of people stay single because they were like hey i can fuck up my own credit i don't have to get with you to get fucked up credit or my credit is good and you ain't bringing my credit score down fuck that more than one-third of borrowers said college loans and other money woes contributed to their divorce according to a recent report from student loan hero a website for managing education and debt however these days significant debt is harder to avoid particularly among those just starting out a typical millennial living in the city carries a hefty burden of about twenty three thousand sixty four dollars according to lending tree's latest study mostly due to record-breaking student loan balances sky-high rents and car loans of course and then and 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 it's like a cash 22 because everything has went up everything has went up but income and salary and when you particularly when you get fresh out of school everybody wants you to have experience but nobody wants to hire you to give you that experience that's fucking counterproductive and then the people that got experience they don't want to pay you what you were for your experience sometimes they rather go out and hire somebody without the experience bring them in but when they bring them in they pay them at a fraction they don't pay them what they're worth to justify not paying you what you're worth for the experience so it's like the system is designed to almost fuck everybody inside of the system and you know this is why people get people stay single never get married get married later have children later either don't buy homes buy homes later in life because if i'm getting out fresh out of college and i got 20 something thousand dollars worth of debt that's a car that's you know savings for a home other shit that i could have been investing that money into and i think that uh this is why a lot of children actually stay at home to their 25 and 30 and shit like that because 
you got that much in debt plus bills and responsibilities and all these other things with this small fraction of money that you should make you know because the thing is i i understand college has a purpose Mm -hmm. but uh i'm to the point now in my life where depend on what your degree is in depend on what field you're going into sometimes you almost feel like the degree isn't worth it because because people that go to school it's a lot of fucking debt and the thing is they they trick you and say okay you got to get this degree but you know what a lot of jobs have um taken off degrees in the qualifications now so now i've went to school i got this fucking degree and 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 it's not even a standard anymore which means they can open up the pool to anybody oh really is that true i know google did that you know Mm -hmm. like like jobs are starting to actually take some jobs depending on the on the description are starting to take degrees out of the i did not know that and so when you take degree when you take degree out the requirement that means it opens up the field and 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 it's not for all jobs it's certain certain jobs you have to have a degree don't get me wrong yeah but it's some jobs where they've taken that requirement out i mean it's i mean it sounds like a good thing i'm just saying i hadn't you know i i just hadn't heard of it yeah and and the thing is and like i said certain jobs you gotta have a degree but some qualify some jobs they've taken that out like i say it's good and it's bad yeah i mean obviously for the field i get it you don't like you know i get it like if it's a doctor you don't want it to be like no degree required correct right and 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 the thing the reason why i say it's good and it's bad um not not for that part but like particularly if you've gone through the process to get a degree it's almost a slap in the face when you've went that extra mile and then a lot of times you come in with a degree sometimes you get two and three degrees while you're working and they don't even want to acknowledge you or pay you the higher education that you've been getting while you're working um and guess what that's more debt <laughs> you know and i think that uh because you have uh, i'm this i might be wrong but this is how i feel because you have a lot of white people that's not getting educated and so you have a lot of black, particularly black women the number one people that's getting these degrees mm. and you know a lot of brown people getting these degrees and so all of a sudden they want to open it up so they can hire more white people because right. once you put the standard of a degree you've wiped out all these white people who didn't go to school for these degrees so they quote mm. unquote want to level the playing field which i understand but it's not fair to the people that have fucking went in debt you know because studies have shown that somebody with out of high school degree makes more money than somebody that's actually went to fucking college in the first place you know over their lifetime so you know it's one of those things where you go with god damn you know i understand it but it's a little bit of racism in there too for you to drop these requirements you know if i gotta go to school not trying funny they should have to too you know you don't want to feel like you're ostracizing these people that didn't get the degrees but it's like you also feel like i went into debt that they didn't get into debt yeah i mean hmm i mean i, I, I have to think about that yeah, it's, it's like a catch 22 when it comes to yeah because i don't think we should be freezing people out i think the degree demand was always kind of ridiculous in the first place correct most of the jobs i've had it wasn't because i went to college that i could do the job Mm-mm. um and a lot of the skills i learned in college don't necessarily apply to a job not not that most not that all fields are like that but there's a lot of fields like that where the job you get you could learn it on the job how to do it um yeah and then the thing with um the degree or not degree it's still going to end up being racist you know i I, I mean but i'm saying it doesn't matter whether they say degree or not degree it's still going to benefit white people in this country um and we'll get into that i actually have a study on that uh coming up and fucking with black people so we'll get to that but yeah it doesn't really matter uh, as far as a racial angle but um yeah i think it's just this weird thing where it's like debt has gone up so much for school 
that um it's almost so it's almost like a trap you know yes. like if you didn't get a scholarship to go to college why would you even go at this point correct um because of how uh cost prohibitive it is and we're you know we got on this because we're talking about relationships and young couples are coming in with this debt um which is funny when you think about twitter and all the like 200 dollar date threads and so you know you got to be able to do this that and the other for me and all that shit it's like can we even do that can you even do that for yourself can you even do that for you know like before you get to a date can you go out to a nice dinner with nobody else just you you know and i'm not saying that woman or man it doesn't matter who's paying like do you even have the money to be balling like that for yourself at 20 something 30 something like um you know it's it's a you know we go out and eat out and stuff we don't have any kids um but but it's like you know um we still have we had a lot of debt to pay off and stuff like we're 40 now to to be able to like go out and eat at a nice place is a thing that we used to we we couldn't do for and i mean for a long 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 time it was everybody we used cooking every fucking day of the week (laughs) yeah or just you know not even cooking it's just you eat but you eat cheaper it's not it's not even necessarily that you're cooking it's just you know um you you know at at 30 35 something like that it's like well i'll just order some chinese like something like that because it's a less of a meal but and then at 40 it's like oh you know what let's go out to the steakhouse real quick um let's go get sushi at this place or whatever and that is an option we didn't necessarily have because it's like you had this this debt hanging over you you know and that doesn't mean we're like debt free or nothing it's just mm-hmm. it's just less of it so i can't imagine in a world where inflation is hitting these kids uh jobs are paying them stagnant salaries and the cost of living is going up um student debt and the cost of debt is going up yeah i don't know how you forge a relationship with another human being um when money is the number one determiner of whether or not relationships make it normally so money trial problems is like the number one cause of divorce um so and then you got this government that doesn't want to cover your health care and shit right like i don't these kids are in some dire straits man like i wouldn't be surprised if like we see years from now that marriage as an institution of like um just like people getting married becomes like more uh rare or just like uh, people wait much later in life to get married because we're essentially asking them to pick between some bad choices you know like strap your debt to each other and see if you can make it out um and then have kids and shit that things that have actually drive you more in debt in debt um and then now also in in hetero in hetero marriages women have more options now because women um are making money it might not be the same money as men but they're making money and in a lot of cases men can can bring women down financially Mm -hmm. and and things of that nature health wise so i could see women being like yeah i actually would rather go this alone because it's an option it's not that it's an option that i wouldn't have picked 30 years ago but it's an option i have the choice to pick now is i can just do okay by myself rather than to strap myself to somebody that's gonna make me bring be that do bad right you can already see like this the study the 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 numbers are already skewing to people getting married later mm-hmm. people having children later like the, but i think like you said next 15 to 20 years those numbers are going to skew even harder that way like i you're think gonna, so you're going to see even more like you can already see the beginning of the numbers and i wanted to go back to what i was talking about about the degrees 
that's one side about the degree but also when you because like i say racism is at the root of all this stuff so another good side about the law of taking away the degree thing is that now you not only do you allow allow white people you actually allow black people who actually got experience to actually enter to into these fields too you know i just hope the hiring process that's the thing i hope the hiring process allow allows these people to come into the field but you do open it up for them to consider black people and brown people and marginalized people that otherwise they wouldn't even consider to be in these jobs positions because you've taken away the requirement of a degree but it's like a catch-22 it's almost that the system is designed to to put people against each other you know which is not fair because you know like you say it's some jobs that i've had where you're like were you required a degree for this you do know you could teach a child this and and they could actually come in here and do the exact same thing you know um and it's one of these things where they teach you all these things in school but that book education is different between that and when you go into the job force because every job has their own method their own process they're going to show you whatever their way is fuck how much uh you got all these right words to say and technical things your job i'm like fuck that this is how we do things here yeah um i remember learning debits and credits in college and then getting into a job that was the exact opposite like it was like everything you learned is backwards so i'm just like okay um anyway however these days significant debt is harder to avoid particularly among those that start now da, da, da. if you're looking for love that kind of financial strain does not bode well more than three out of four americans in a committed relationship or 78 percent prefer a partner who is good with money over one who is physically attractive according to a survey uh even among the rich and famous debt takes its toll so our relative said stacy phillips a partner and certified family law specialist at the firm blank rome in los angeles um phillips has represented a variety of high net worth clients including celebrities like britney spears there's a tendency especially in america to live beyond your means but one partner's bad credit could impact other aspects of your life as a couple when you apply for credit jointly that includes what mortgage rate you can qualify for together and whether you qualify at all uh across the board the better your financial footing and the higher your credit score when a committed relationship starts the less likely you are to break up after the first few years uh those with the highest credit scores were more likely to form long-lasting committed relationships and the greater the mismatch between the couple's credit score the more likely they are to separate within the first five years uh people who look at finances differently can be a good balance but more often than not it can create a lot of problems if your way of looking at life is so different one person wants to stay in the four seasons and one person wants to go camping it's going to be a problem in general it's most likely it most likely becomes an issue when couples merge their accounts and don't talk about it uh they, they were talking to some wealth manager people so man yeah i i i, I can completely <clears throat> see that because my thing is this yes looks matter don't get me wrong but i don't give a fuck about how you look if you can't balance shit like you could be fine and, and have some fucked up credit and now my credit is going down the drain and i go oh you look good looking good don't pay the bills looking good don't keep the lights on looking good don't get me a fucking loan for the bank yeah uh let's see what else we got here um uh oakland police monitor critical of drama wait dramatic drop in reported use of force so a federal monitor overseeing the reforms in the oakland police department criticized the city's reported dramatic drop in use of force finding cases in which officers never reported drawing their guns on citizens is required by department policy yeah you're depending on the people who violate the law 
and overuse their force to tell you Report on themselves on right and that's not happening that's why you gotta have those fucking cameras and shit <laughs> yes sir robert warshaw the court appointed monitor and the compliance director wrote in a report released thursday the officers should have the reported the incidents as a use of force and the supervisors should have caught their omissions how am i supposed to trust the police how am i as a citizen supposed to believe that they protect and serve me they won't even report what they're actually doing they're public they are a public uh service right Mm -hmm. there we pay their we literally like people always say this about athletes and shit and it's not true but we literally as the public do pay for the police we get taxed for it yes and then they can just choose when and when not to tell us what the fuck they doing how's that make any sense his report questioning the use of force data the city has proudly promoted this year is a uh is the latest stumbling block in the city's effort to finally fully comply with the federal settlement reached 15 years ago 15 years ago in the wake of the riders police misconduct scandal the group of young uh, i mean the group of rogue officers known as the riders were accused of beating up and playing drugs on west oakland residents i want to know what kind of people live in west oakland mm. come on i assume brown mm. some some form of brown hmm while to date we have found no instance where the force where the force used was unwarranted or inconsistent with policy the actions described above are troubling and appear to depict reportable force that was in fact not reported this would indicate a significant supervisory failure between 2012 and 2017 use of force by oakland police dropped by 75 percent and the, the decline Ooh, that's the, a big drop right the keep in mind they're saying they're finding instances of them just not reporting it correct and the decline continues so far this year such incidents fell 34 percent compared to the same period in 2017 warshaw reviewed 29 cases and associated police body camera footage from a three-month period this year footage showed three cases in which officers pointed their guns directly at a subject and four instances where officers used physical force to take someone into custody according to the report in the 10 body camera videos reviewed six of the cases show seven incidents which raised some possible concerns it's important to note the supervisors approved these reports even though there were no accompanying force reports so yeah this is the other part about body cameras they don't talk about the sheer volume of data someone has to track it yes they do no no one's sitting around watching every minute of every tape so you know even with this is is there's still a ton of um um stuff being overlooked officer marco marquez uh, marquez a police spokesman said the department is talking with the monitor about his concerns he declined further comment of course calling it a personnel issue okay so yep even when uh you have oversight they still try to find ways to skirt that shit uh santa barbara team returns a purse with ten thousand dollars inside santa barbara teenager did the right thing to the tune of ten thousand dollars is that the right thing that much money somebody gonna be looking for that Mm-hmm. me when i find it on the purse in the purse on the ground it's a story about that the santa barbara county sheriff's office say will make you feel good about humanity 16 year old rami zieni was on his way home from school wednesday uh he noticed a black person in the middle of the road uh the high school junior went into the roadway to get the purse and looked aside for identification so he could try to return it he found was more cash he's ever seen in his life 10 grand after consulting with his parents he brought the precious cargo to the sheriff's office 
to me i figured this is the right thing to do if i take it and find whoever's purse it was because if the roles were reversed and i lost something with a significant sum of money inside i know i would want to it back for sure uh sheriff's deputies were then able to reunite the purse and the cash with his rightful owner and the woman said it said to be very grateful mm-hmm. i know how that went the rightful owner huh you think that's what happened i think the police gave it to the found the right person must have looked in found some idea or something said come up here and get your purse i think i think it didn't happen that way i think it was like uh karen i'm gonna need you to come on up here and uh <laughs> say this your purse i got you don't ask no questions just just I come won't. on in tell them your name is karen and, and here's a description of the bag yeah it's a black bag it's got a gold circle on the outside um and it was on uh ray road so you just come on in and tell them okay all I, right i got you i will see you in a few minutes we about to get rich um so the woman was so touched she gave him a hundred dollar reward i guess it's a hundred more dollars than he had before so that's, that's good true uh they say the woman was going on a hike and probably left her purse on the roof of a car and drove away a hike a ten thousand dollars in your purse on a hike i guess what's she hiking to uh right rich land apparently um, i guess bambi and animals and yoga don't steal apparently uh let's see um the worst gifts boyfriends give girlfriends um on for christmas apparently now i want to hear some i guess so when jennifer purdy's new boyfriend handed her a jewelry box she thought she felt embarrassed that she'd been outdone they've been dating only two months she had assumed they go small and sweet for their christmas gifts so she baked them some cookies and here he was giving her jewelry or was he purdue i mean purdy was this a rom-com <laughs> right right abuse is what this is sis come okay. on purdy then in her mid-20s opened the box to find a slip of paper it was a sonogram an image inside of another woman's uterus she was confused maybe this was his way of announcing he was going to be an uncle wrong again he said i'm going to be a daddy no he hadn't cheated on her he just accidentally gotten his ex-girlfriend pregnant before they broke up and this is his way of sharing the news now see this is abuse as well guys okay it wasn't just offset there's a lot of stuff out here that y'all not calling it the right name and this is uh because uh i would understand if she had to kill him i'd understand get out while you can sis but then y'all be happy together <laughs> i'm gonna be a daddy be happy for us i i i am more than happy for you you need to pack your shit up and leave i am more than happy for you he thought he was being clever and he was just being stupid she said he wanted to keep dating but purdy decided it was all too much right they broke up shortly thereafter she thinks uh her ex is still with the mother of his child purdy said recently and that makes me really happy i i understand that i'm glad they have it together but i'm not the one yeah i wonder what he gave his uh ex for her um you know i wonder what he gave his ex for her uh christmas present that year you know a picture of him and the girlfriend he was dating this is my girlfriend (laughs) oh that's sad he had to go back to the exit propose exactly how did you propose time okay now listen okay i said gina you schemed you plotted and finally clank clank 
you trapped me. I got on one knee. I said, yes, Gina, I will marry you. Damn, are you happy now? <laughs> it was smooth, straight to the point. <clears throat> what do you think? Damn, I don't know how she turned that down. That woman has no heart. That's how I think he had to propose, because it makes no sense. Uh, it's been about 15 years since Purdy opened that jewelry box, and the sonogram remains the worst item a significant other has ever given her. If her then-boyfriend had just told her in another way and given her something small uh, commensurate with the time they spent together, flowers, say, or dinner at a nice restaurant to chris uh dinner in a nice restaurant not equal to cookies but okay uh <laughs> i mean if you're gonna break that type of news to me shit at least have my belly filled <laughs> he had i some, mean he god had, damn he had some guts full over there of some stuff but it wasn't I no mean, food i mean at, at least we both was full of something he was filling bellies uh <laughs> yeah you're gonna uh, pay for it. money or sperm you pick that christmas gift exchange might not be etched into her brain in such an indelible way when we care when we care a lot about people we read into a lot of gifts they give us da, 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 let me go to the next person todd uh yes women tend to have higher expectations for the gifts they receive blah 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 that depends on the woman yeah, yeah i'm just trying to get to some uh the best gift her husband ever gave her from allison david who's a omaha matchmaker she says uh when they first started dating he mentioned she mentioned she tried to find a bookshelf and her then boyfriend went out and found a a used one for her it wasn't fancy but it was exactly what i wanted (laughs) that's the best gift i bet he has done other stuff since then and she's like you know what i like the car and everything but bookshelf still number one all right um when i posted on social media asking people to tell me the worst gift they received from a significant other barely any men chimed in while dozens of women responded complaining about gifts they received from men including a toolkit a kitchen knife now see i would love a kitchen knife okay i don't know and you know what i was a left-handed japanese uh samurai sword kitchen knife i put it on my um on my amazon wish list that's how much i, I like that idea and the thing is there would be some women that would be like that's my shit but Mm -hmm. let them know that a lot of women be like what the fuck i'm gonna do with this well it's also that thing where if you consider cooking uh a gender thing and a women's work it's almost like you're giving them a tool to do more work not really to have fun not to relax and it's like here's a kitchen knife to help you cook me some food you know and it's very insulting i don't know if you know that or not but that's very insulting don't do that not to me i cook around here and i would love a knife all right guys a plastic rabbit what a precious moments figurine given to someone who is neither religious nor a knickknack collector a carving wooden stick from ireland and oh. this sound like people that don't listen to their mate or don't know their mate right like like trying to make to, it fit i don't know right it's like you putting a circle into a square you know what i'm saying because like i said for some people that would be that shit some women they will go thank god now i can do my job better but then some women who actually you know love the cook be like i, I don't want to kids i could buy my own like this is not romantic and it's different people have a different definition of what romantic is too right a leather apron the list goes on a leather apron probably yeah. easy to keep clean i don't know in college i remember telling her boyfriend i no longer wanted gifts he had obviously purchased from the student store it wasn't so much that he was get what that he, what he was gifting that was bothering is the fact he wasn't putting any foresight into it he was hopping down the stairs from student newspaper office on his lunch break and just picking out whatever he could find in my favorite color i wanted something with meaning not merely something procured because it's convenient oh god 
and you wonder why the fuck i don't like doing gifts in that, general and that's why you have to know your mate and then the thing is i don't give a fuck about people complaining about this this is why people say here's a goddamn gift card buy what the fuck you want because there are right. a lot of people that are like well i want you to go to the store spend five hours picking out the most precious gift for me no here's a gift card buy your own shit right and people go that's not thoughtful it is thoughtful you can spend five hours in there all by yourself with my money purchase to your heart's content then guy gotta worry about returning shit you don't want you might already have a different version of i bought my mama a hat one time she already had a winter hat of that color i was like i'd never buy her a fucking hat again i don't have time i don't know if it's a summer winter spring or fall hat here's a gift card go to the hat store once we talked about it the gifts got a lot better she's a thought he's a thoughtful guy he just needed some direction men tend to go for these practical things rather than thinking about the thoughtful david said hence the toolkit and the kitchen knife as women we're a little more intuitive to men dropping hints or paying attention to little details like wrapping paper rosa carrasco a 45 year old scientist remembers the first christmas she exchanged gifts with a boyfriend who went on to be her husband and then ex-husband at the time they were both 20-something graduate students in the late 1990s carrasco gave him a book of physics lectures from a famous professor and he handed her a present wrapped in one of her towels noted note to gift givers everywhere do not wrap something in the cloth that dries your body after a shower she peeled it away to find the doom trilogy one of the original first person shooter computer games it was an odd gift to receive because she's not a gamer i think tetris was the only game i played before this she recalled recently she had a brand new computer and one that stood out for being super fast at the time so he gave her something for himself a game that he wanted to play on her machine a lot of people do that a lot of people like i said that's why i give me a gift card a lot of people go christmas shopping for themselves and be like oh here's something for you no no you could have bought that for yourself baby and i think that sometimes when it comes to to gift giving this is why some people are like fucking i'm not buying anybody a goddamn thing because it's one of these things where when it comes to gift giving it could be joyous and it could be fun and it could be silly it could be all these variations of things but also when it comes to gift giving people get in their feelings emotions hearts get broken it ain't what i thought you should have get got me i thought you should have spent more and it becomes this cumbersome thing when it actually shouldn't be and a lot of times people may have put thought into something and you still might not like it and that's the thing i'm purchasing a gift from you hoping that you like it and enjoy it and unless you and actually i'm funny know that person very intimately a lot of times uh most people aren't going to buy you the quote-unquote perfect gift unless you go pick it out yourself okay cumbersome over there i'll see you um but uh yeah it's uh so he tried to play it and he got motion sickness every time so then she started playing it out of spite and she got pretty good at ah! it whizzing through levels of finishing the entire game it got me through graduate school she said but it sucked for him because he couldn't play it it wasn't the only gift this man that uh from this man that felt like a mismatch two years later when her and her boyfriend were long distance she moved into a new apartment he gave her an electric can opener for christmas i don't cook i don't eat things out of a can it sat in my kitchen for years i never used it that happens a lot a lot of times people don't want to hurt your feelings so they just hold on to the shit and just don't ever tell you i'm gonna be honest with you man until you need it you never realize how much you love an electric can opener oh it's the best shit ever yeah i mean that's a bad gift for her i guess but she should have regifted that to somebody that could use it because whoo nothing I, worse than them can openers you gotta crank oh those are the fucking worst yeah and i didn't realize that you're right you're left-handed so a lot of times they 
the way they do it is not they actually have them designed for left-handed people but now, most of right most of them used to be only for right-handed people and it's very difficult for you to turn it at this point carrasco realized her boyfriend needed some direction in the gift giving department which is a conversation that experts recommend you don't have to i that's that is now see that i will this is the first thing i really was like yeah it stuck out to me i don't understand how you get disappointed in your gift and then you don't have a conversation i think a lot of people right. are very passive aggressive with this kind of shit and that's the problem and they soak or they get sad or mm-hmm. they get quiet mm-hmm. because you know that the person is supposed to be wanting to do this out of goodness of their heart and you don't want to like knock them but it's all for nothing if you didn't enjoy the gift or you didn't want the fucking thing they gave you so why not have a conversation and be like hey well you know what if you really can't think of anything it's okay we can do like a gift card or we can go out to dinner or something or um hey you know try to pay attention to other things or just ask me or something like that as opposed to this type of shit where you know clearly he didn't know what the fuck this person wanted and he couldn't think of anything and he didn't want to give you know something like a gift card or something where they could use it and just pick out their own thing i'll tell you 100 percent why because society norms have taught us that men are supposed to fucking read our minds so many women buy into that bullshit and then get angry when they can't he be like how the fuck was i supposed to you were supposed to know when i turned my lip to the sideways to the left and rolled my ass three times that that's what that meant he does not fucking know he cannot read your mind ma'am he can't right it's like you can't read his you he you can't you got to talk and society has taught people not to communicate and it's fucking weird ass love language that people use and then you fall out about something that you actually could have had a small simple conversation about yep and when you try to ask hey can i ask you a question no right a lot of women but you should supposed to know right no talk to each other talk the other thing i throw out there uh is slip it to you like this player uh a lot of men are the same way yes they are a lot of men are the same way like they just but now the difference is men will vent like in private or with their homies later or it's it's like a running joke but nobody really takes it too serious because men we're not really taught to be like emotional like that like you basically will be a whole bitch if you got mad about a christmas present basically um but men are definitely uh, socialized to be like um happy with some socks or some underwear or some attire or so i know you know i can't think of how many bad gifts i got my father over the years that i wouldn't have got my mom because men are just like okay some underwear that's practical that's that's fine that's normal you know meanwhile you know now looking back on like oh i could have got my dad a fishing rod or i could have got my dad that um you know i know over the years i've gotten better at giving him gifts like uh you know sometimes he sends me articles or or um he'll send me youtube videos he he had one for uh <laughs> these these black dudes that go fishing called niggas on the river and so i sent him like some niggas on the river gear you know but you know when i was a kid and stuff you, you men don't share that many emotions they don't talk that much and then when they get something it's normally just some like really practical a tool set things that you can use around the house mm-hmm. like it's you know it's not really something um you know really new and refreshing a, a lot of times uh and men get stuff like and like it's a little unfair because you know this article's a little kind of gendered or whatever Correct. but but men um, well this article's about women so i mm-hmm. get it but men get stuff like toolboxes and 
lawnmowers and shit and nobody goes wow really you got me something to cut the grass so i could do more work like you be a like people would look at you as like some type of a like punk ass dude if you told your wife like really a riding lawnmower wow like that kind of shit so it is kind of a different expectation that we supposed to like take care of women in a way that uh, and read their minds and shit in a way that that uh and then of course like men are just not supposed to complain if you do get a shitty gift right and it's also one of the things too when it comes to gift giving it's a lot of niggas be like yes i'm tired of fucking walking i would right. take that ride a lot oh, more what a, i mean well that's what that was the thing though we don't have that reaction with the knife ah so like there are women that'll be like good i need a fucking good set of knives i cut shit every day in this kitchen come on and the shit was getting harder and it's rusty and it's all this shit and now i got some good knives thank you but you know we've kind of been taught that women are like these emotional creatures who don't voice their real opinions and you give them a gift and then they get sad and then they don't tell you why they're sad and then all this shit where you know it's almost better to be like man i would like some knives i would like um i would like some new gloves for when i get stuff out of the oven i don't burn my hands that's a efficient christmas present but it's also something i want and i'm not gonna turn around to be insulted and shit like that uh now obviously sonogram dude was tripping but yeah, you know like can opener dude i don't know that he's necessarily the worst he's the worst for that doom gift yeah because that's a gift for himself wrapped in a fucking towel you know but anyway all that to say um back to these back to these people um the five love languages receiving gifts quality time words of affirmation acts of service and physical touch were first detailed in a best-selling self-help book from the 1990s and have since been cultural phenomenon someone whose love language is words of affirmation for example might especially cherish a love letter or poem written specifically for them a person who desires quality time might prefer an experiential gift like going to a concert or dinner together clark finds that bad gifts often stem from a lack of thought paired with last minute shopping which is something purdy witnessed a lot during her days working at department store we had these bird feeders and on christmas eve i remember looking up and all these men were buying them i just thought that's a male shopper leave it to the last minute and so this is all that's available and so that's they just grab it this kind of last minute dash is what carrasco presumes led to the infamous can opener or maybe like the video game or something he wanted all along not unless his girlfriend or wife or significant other was a, like a nature lover i could see that but if she's not i don't think she's gonna be too happy yeah um but i mean i get it. it's hard to shop for people and shit but you know that did seem pretty whack yeah like i said just ask go buy buy general here's a hundred dollar visa gift card two hundred dollar have a ball right um all right let's see what else we got here um or just do like me and karen some years where it's just like you don't gotta give me shit Mm-mm. like all these gifts is you know it's cool if you come configure something out but i'm not gonna be sitting around pouting if we if christmas passes and no gifts were exchanged yeah That's fine. the only person we get something is my niece and we've been having a hard time and she's been getting older trying to figure out what the hell to get her yeah yeah i was actually went and got her a gift card this year because i was like i don't actually know mm-hmm. and that's the best the thing. specific thing to get you so you can go get yourself anything and you know and have a good time uh cardi being offset together in puerto rico they were uh, on the jet ski smiling and shit i think she went on instagram or somewhere and said they that doesn't mean they back together she just the day before this she was on instagram talking about how she missed his dick and then they was in puerto rico together which i mean 
let's be honest that also means she knew there would be pictures and people would be saying they were together so she probably wanted to get ahead of the situation and be like guys don't trash my my man that was right after that thing and then it was um i miss his dick yeah just i'll miss it down my throat and all this type of shit you know how she does kind of extra and then now they're not spotted together on vacation and you know people i think it was like well it's for the baby and now it's uh you know we're not together we just want to have a smash session and stuff and i'm like all right you know i feel like and someone was like why is she telling us all this and i'm like because that's, that's how she got she, famous right i would say that's what she do like if it, y'all want to know and y'all talk about it that's how she got famous so she gotta tell y'all everything you know she been oversharing for a long time and that's what makes people feel like they know her and root for her right why would she stop now because it, it don't look good to everybody or y'all starting to think maybe they were in on it together or it's a publicity stunt or something uh too bad you know like she can't stop now or y'all gonna really keep going in um and uh it was weird because i saw this article on uh facebook and the facebook comments was all people being like that you know so um now the mistress of the situation is starting to to speak up okay because she's saying cardi is trying to block her bag okay she said that she's trying to do interviews and stuff and cardi uh even after she apologized on instagram like her account got taken down because it got hacked and then she started a new account she said everything she posts is getting blocked or getting uh deleted and she thinks it's because uh that it's cardi and her followers like harassing her and keeping her from getting her back um so she's tried she did an interview with like 107 point something that shit got taken down because uh she thinks that cardi called or cardi's people called and said not to air the interview um so she did an interview with hollywood life um yeah no i want to be called summer bunny summer bunny okay so tell me your you know kind of tell me your story about this you know i've seen a lot you know everyone's saying different sides but i want to hear from your voice you know you've been making headlines recently you know when people first found out who i was um i apologized you know so like right now just where i am like everything i've been dealing with I take that apology all the way back. Like, it's over. Like, that, the whole sorry situation is over. Because, you know, it just kind of gets to me because, like, when I came, I was real mature about the situation. Like, I'm 20 years old. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of girls, a lot of... 20. 20. All these people are so young. I just keep getting struck Correct. by it. The whole time, it's like, these people are so young and messy, but they young my friends when they saw it they was like bro like this is this like no i'm not about to do that like that was wrong like i'm gonna admit and i'm gonna be mature because i'm growing like i i'm the type of person like everything i do like i want it to be a learning lesson so as i'm learning as i'm getting older you know this older person this whole situation i'm like dog like when i see the video i'm like you know she really is probably hurt you know what i'm saying and it really got to me like i was really feeling for her like i was like like you know i want to be the first girl like even because i'm not the only person you know what i'm saying i'm just the only one that you know so with that being said i was like i'm gonna be i want to be the first person to like be real about it and be like i'm sorry like you know but people took that and like try to test me like i'm like like i'm just nothing you know so i take the apology back it's just it's it's messed up like it's really messed up like 
I hear, like, I watch lives. I hear everything. Like, I know everything. And then people want to say, like, I'm a clout chaser. Like, I'm chasing clout. Like, it's crazy. My Instagram, gone. Gone. Can never get it back. I don't know what happened. Somebody must have hacked me. Like, it's gone. So I had to make another Instagram. But this new Instagram, everything I post, everything is deleted. Like, I had to, like, actually, like, record myself trying to post something. Everything is deleted. Like, you know it's interesting because on the one hand uh it's like people are gonna be like well it's silly it's just instagram or whatever but this is how these motherfuckers live now right like like this could be her come up in a way that um and people might feel like it's a scummy come up and it kind of is but it could be her come up to get paid to be somebody to be on reality tv or whatever off of this and yeah someone make like deleting all her posts or blocking her stuff is fucking with her money now i don't know that that's cardi that's doing it mm-hmm. or uh, her fans might or, be just right reporting someone's it hacked bad. it right. right i don't know how that's happening to be honest i'm not that familiar with instagram mm-hmm. but uh it is interesting that um uh it's interesting that she is uh you know kind of being vilified for being like yeah i'm trying to make something out of this um the other part i find interesting is cardi kind of started like this you know i remember the season she was on love and hip-hop it was a big thing it's, i was i was i'm fucking these other people's men or i'll fuck some dude for studio time or if his girl got a problem with me she got a problem forever um old girl that came from london cardi beat up like physically uh assaulted this woman on camera um because she was the woman was trying to confront her about like are you basically fucking my man and the woman didn't even approach her on some i want to fight shit she cardi just beat her ass um and but i think it's almost like because it was cardi it was okay with people but to me this is kind of similar like she trying to make a person be your personality and come up off of this shit you know if anything is this dude bringing this woman into prominence by fucking her when he could have just left it alone left everything alone and then people want to say like oh this person was stopping my bags or this person's doing this but it's like you gonna forever make me a topic so you might as well just leave me alone like i'm over here i'm really just really trying to just focus on my music like i don't care uh-huh. about like i wish that they would get back together just get back with him like stop being you're really gonna drive yourself going crazy like I'm 20 years old. Like, come on now. Like, I could be your little sister. Like, just get back with your man and stop playing. Like, stop. You're going back and forth with me. Wait. Like, it's just enough. Like, you trying to stop. Like, got a phone call. Like, everything that you try to do, like, I know. So just stop. Like, just leave it alone. Like, stop. She's so 20, man. She can't even finish a sentence. Like, she's so young, man. Mm. That's crazy. Like everything. Long people talk. I mean, that's young people talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, you just already, you know, because, like, <laughs> not even, okay. I'm just saying. I already get it. I mean, people be saying, like, she can't even finish a sentence. It's, oh, man. This is wild. Leave me alone. Like, what else can you ask for? What else do you want from me? Like, I said sorry. That wasn't enough. So you go on Instagram talking doing all this like it's it's crazy like you really taking me i guess because i am 20 and i showed a side like i showed that i was a genuine person because i am you know i'm not and then that's another thing then when i say like oh forget the apology people want to why you you was apologizing like yeah because i'm a genuine person like that's the like that's how i really felt so has cardi been in touch with you no personally or just like through her social media that's how she's kind of like 
clapping back in a way. Yes. Okay. Sublinials, all the subbing. So I hear it. Oh, tell me, you know, through a mutual friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you guys start dating or what? Tell me, like, how how he's, you know, kind of. I mean, Offset is very like he's very 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 charming. So that's all I really want to say. Like, you know, I know why. She, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, I feel for, I know, girl. Same way over here. And so she's subbing back. Whew, man, he fucked with the wrong one because she sounds like she's trying to make this a like a thing out of this on some like the same way that like you know Cardi's gonna be making an Instagram post about fucking this dude. It sounds like she this chick would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess he got a type in a way. People that be telling his business. Um but yeah she's basically saying that he's uh out here uh fucking up her money now i think it's funny that she's out here being like leave me alone while doing interviews and uh being in the press and saying all that shit it sounds like what she really wants is leave me alone quote unquote so i can go ahead and sell this story to everybody and get my 15 minutes of fame off of this and cardi know the game too you know cardi's like nah i'm gonna stop every interview i can i'm gonna try to keep your shit keep your you know keep your shit from popping because it's you know it doesn't benefit me you know so uh and you did fuck this dude and even her apology was on some like wasn't it like uh i didn't know it was that serious or some shit like it wasn't even like a oh man she gonna be on love and hip-hop or something watch mona is looking at the tape right now oh man give another season or two right um all right let's see let's get into some uh other stuff maybe um some fucking with black people maybe we'll do that uh where's my music boom We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles that make us feel fucked with as black people, and we'll sign point scores from zero to one hundred. Intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everyone. All right, let's see who's in. Um. Oh, this <laughs> this has been fucking with black people. So there's a clip going around. It's an old clip from an old TV show. I think it was called Talking Funny or something. And it was like a four comedians at the time, very very big names: Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, who produced it. Because I'm not gonna front when I saw his name. I remember when this came out and like, ah, was this 2000, 2011, somewhere around there. Anyway, I remember when this came out and I was like ricky gervais is on the same level as seinfeld chris rock and louis ck but uh i mean he is he was producing it so it kind of made sense that he was on the the in the panel anyway someone found this clip i don't know why or how okay like this wasn't a so-and-so just got a big gig so we went and found an old clip uh but uh i do i do think they make a point uh well there's a point being made that i do want to bring up so um this is louis ck jerry seinfeld chris rock and ricky gervais all right 
white people are rich, they're just rich forever and ever. Even their kids are rich. Yeah. But when a black guy gets rich, it's countdown to when he's poor again. <laughs> he's the blackest white guy I well, fucking know. And, I'm, and then all the, the negative things we think about black people, this fucker. You're saying I'm a nigger. Yes, you are the niggerest fucking white man I have ever... Oh, amazing. I don't think he he could do that. Oh, now that's Jerry Seinfeld basically being uncomfortable. Jerry Jerome Seinfeld, uh, basically being a bit uncomfortable there with uh, Louis C.K.'s use of the N word and being like, yeah, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he, he could do that. Yes, I've heard these conversations before, but yeah, yeah, okay. What? Uh, I don't think he has those qualities. I mean. No, you don't even understand. Really? You don't you don't really know him like I've worked with him. No, like you're been about Now Louis C. K. also like worked on Pootie Tang and some people use that to be like, Yeah, you know, he's actually Mexican, all this type of shit, but you know, he's a white passing dude. He's white to most uh most people. Um and just said nigga and Chris Rock was cool with it, it seemed. All right. I wouldn't use it anywhere. No, exactly. These two, these two. We use say that nigger on stage. On stage, <laughs> you guys don't. That's a, yeah. yeah that's so Ricky Gervais is saying Chris Rock and Ricky uh, and Louis C.K. both use nigger on stage for different jokes, which I don't know if Louis C.K. still does it, but he did used to do it. It was funny. So this is this is the kind of shit I'll be talking about. It's funny because at the time I remember being like that joke is not that funny to me it's just that he wants to say nigger mm-hmm. and he tried to find a way to do it he also has a joke with the f word uh that he does the same way um the people who were branding it brave the people who were branding it as funny the people who were branding it as he knows the right way to say these jokes were white people they were white people not like that's not to, to knock louis ck in that you know because i think there's black communities that have white fan bases that don't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong but when it comes to certain type of jokes and people being like that's how you tell it and they're not in the group that the joke's referring to i don't think you can trust it really it's like no nah, that's that's not a joke louis ck can pull out in a black audience it's a joke he can pull out during his special with a mostly white audience and he does five minutes on his nigger bit and then you know we all kind of go okay and then white people are like yes <laughs> oh yeah oh god Woo! when he said it he said it did you hear what he said so i think it's different you know um the same way that i'm sure like whenever i hear people tell me how fucking hilarious dave Chappelle's trans bits are it's always cishet people i've never heard now i'm not saying there's no trans people that think it's funny but i just don't hear them being the ones to say oh no no that, it's fucking hilarious right i just don't hear them and that's kind of the way i've you know this when people say you can't compare homophobia racism you can't compare transphobia and racism i disagree you can compare it all everything's comparable doesn't necessarily make make it the same or equal but everything is absolutely comparable and uh that's how i hear jokes you know inside of my head where i'm like okay so you just took a shot at people that aren't in the room and everyone in the room's laughing but is it actually funny or not you know um and, and and it's not like an optional group you're talking about like republicans or christians or whatever you know like you pick people that were born or live a certain way and are saying this is not a choice and then you're going 
all right let me shit on them you know oh black people mexicans you know stuff like that um and this like i said doesn't mean other people won't think it's funny i just find it funny that the people who always try to tout it are the ones who aren't affected by it anyway back to this that's right that's right we, we can say pair up in different ways, but that's definitely a pairing. Who, who we says say, nigger on stage? We don't. Well, you just you, did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Jay, Jay's, Jay's out there like, uh. Am I the only one that's understanding what's happening here? We're not doing this, guys. Right. Jay out here like the nigger police, like, uh, you no. just did it. What are you doing? You just wanted to say it. Uh, you I mean, and no. me say no, nigger no, in no, private. No, no. These, two guys, <laughs> these two guys don't. And Louis C.K. made a joke, or probably told the truth, that him and Ricky Gervais would say nigger in private away from uh uh Chris and 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 uh Jerry, I guess. I don't know. I don't believe he says it in private. I'm giving it up just because it's played. I don't believe it's I don't think you've ever said it probably in your life. No, no. Yeah, that's it that's the huge difference between you and me, I think. Well you found the humor of it. Yeah. I haven't found it. Right. Do nor know. do I seek it. Find a way. Find a way. Can I squeeze? You know what, though, Jerry? All of a sudden, having a great nigger bit would be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, it would it'd be. be amazing. Oh, it'd be amazing. amazing. Because he retired it. Yeah, he retired it. No, he in did. Ninety six. Yeah. I'm I'm done with it. Yeah. Anytime you come even close to cursing, people. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's the that's the clip. Um. Yeah, and Jerry was like. I don't think it's funny, nor do I seek to think it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, I don't have, like I said, uh, comedians are free to, to to tell all types of jokes, and I don't even, like I said, using the word nigger in uh, in the comedic setting does not bother me. The problem is that if you're telling the joke and the punchline is nigger, and you're not being creative around it, and you're just saying it just to just because you want to throw it in a bit. You'd be better off not putting it in your bit because a lot of people are going to find it fucking offensive. Some people are going to find it offensive no matter what, mm-hmm. but at least be funny with it. Yeah. Uh, here's Andy Klein, friend of the show, three guys on. Uh, does stand up. Um, he had a, he has, uh, well, every some now and then a white guy will say the N word publicly. <laughs> Bill Maher said it. You got, yes, saw that. It was a huge scandal, right? That's a very powerful, powerful word, the N word. All right. Here's how powerful that word is. If I said it as a white guy right now, I'd be on the news tonight. (laughs) News is already over. They would restart the news. (laughs) Just to have me front and center, all bloody and bruised and shit. (laughs) Just apologizing profusely. You don't understand, there's a context involved. (laughs) But if you're white, you should never say the N-word. And the reason is, black people don't want you to. That's it. I don't know why that's not a good enough reason for white people. Why is there always pushback on that? You know, black people don't want you to say that word. Well, hear me out. There is a context involved. Because a lot of white people are like, well, wait a minute. My black friend lets me say the N-word. Your black friend might let you say the N-word. He doesn't want you to say the N-word. That's a whole different situation. I've never gotten that call from a black friend of mine, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, man, listen, I can't sleep. Can you do me a favor? (laughs) 
Can you drop an N-bomb on me real quick? <laughs> Hit that hard ER at the end. I really want to hear it. <laughs> but um, Andy brings up a great point. Like, it's I can be allowed to say it, but nobody wants you to say it. Nobody's out here pleading and begging. So why is that not enough? You know? Um, so zero to a hundred, Karen, how'd you feel? Now it is old, you know, and all that stuff. So, and, and I do think, I don't know why it came back up and I don't think people were as bothered by it at the time, but also, um, you know, Louis C. K. specifically has become persona non grata on the internet at this point. So I know that that's definitely taming it, uh, more because people are less like, like people like him less right now than they liked him at the time but even then i don't necessarily know that that was ever black people yeah and i know for jerry people talk i see somebody on the chat one time about that roseanne thing that he was actually joking about that and yeah took that out of context yeah we actually now see jerry has his own shit don't yes, he does like i like he said some stuff about comedy kind of being a meritocracy and he believes right. that like diversity is just you know the best people will be funny and shit so um i think there's a propensity to want to drag jerry because he sat there and said things that were right and it's kind of the ellen pompeo thing y'all that people do where it's like she's saying the right things now but sometimes she don't be saying the right thing and it's like i feel you on that i feel you on that um but um let's at least stick to the context of what happened with the roseanne thing people floated that out there and it was a joke like they never they you know i was I always I always find it funny because people will link that article but the, you clearly can tell they didn't read the article because the article because he like the quote of the, the and it's the and the articles did this on purpose by the way i don't blame them but they the article did it on purpose it was like jerry seinfeld says roseanne shouldn't have been fired and they go see oh that's your boy or whatever and it's like read the article it's a hollywood entertainer interview so you already you know extra extra you know he's joking two he says she shouldn't have been fired because you don't kill somebody that's committing suicide it wasn't like a because she was right or she was it was basically like she's fucking up her own bag so bad you don't even have to fire her nobody wants to see that shit anyway that type of joke um now he's like i said it was an obvious joke and it's after she's been fired but yeah people do float that out there like that and and i've seen that more than once um you know to try to bring the jerry seinfeld part down to make him part of the problem in this situation too but jerry was also the only one there sitting there being like i'm not checking it up with y'all i also remember when chris rock got the job to host the oscars everybody thought he was gonna put the fucking oscars to task and black lives matter and shit on them about being racist and it was like "Mm, i don't know that y'all really watch chris's act like that is after um you know um uh after this whole black people versus nigga bit or whatever like he doesn't really necessarily do the white people racist shit as much um and i don't know that you know and also i remember this show and like i don't know that chris is the type of person to be that militant like y'all are and be like don't you say it around me like i don't think he's that person anyway uh and jerry what is i don't know too much about that dude uh Jer- jerome seinfeld jerry no, jerome seinfeld. the other dude ricky gervais yes. um he's the guy who started the office uh the the british version okay and the office in the english version is based off of him 
um i, I don't know that you know his work like that because you don't really follow him or really watch anything with him in it but he's a, another comedian he's very rich very famous so um at any rate zero to 100 50 50 all right um for me oh man it's weird to say but it's kind of a zero yeah i, was, I already I knew was, huh uh, yeah because i'm like not really kind of i'm not outraged so that's why i was like 50 but then i was like you know what i think i'm gonna drop mine to a 25 mm. you know i'm just bothered for the fact that uh louis ck basically told the truth that we be seeing nigga behind closed doors mm. you know that part mm. you know i think that's 100 percent truthful yeah i yeah i think is the only reason it's a zero for me is because i've seen it before Mm, okay and, i've never seen this before yeah and so the having seen it once already it's kind of like well, i remember seeing it on tv and doing like that blink gif of that white man <laughs> during the video game yeah so, going. i was like oh they just oh this is what happening but i've seen his stand-up i knew louis ck said nigger on stage mm-hmm. um i was never and see th- so this is the thing i think it's hard for people to to or, or maybe i come off sounding a little difficult to people but i have always understood white people in comedy will say nigger and i've never really been offended by the attempt in the way that black people get offended in general that does not to say black people should not be offended right or they're wrong to be offended it's just a me thing i like i've listened to podcasts and you know obviously they've developed over time to stop doing that shit but i remember being like what it is is i'm never really mad i'm always slightly annoyed and i wonder how many other black people are in the camp with me where they're not really like mad because some black people sound like like i will punch someone in the mouth or that's why all black people should stop saying it and that's like such an extra level of going to, it's not even that it's just kind of like annoying like really you, you thought you had to do that because you didn't need to do that it was funny without you doing it you know like it's funny like your mind went straight there you just you could have just we didn't have to know that about you you know like it's so i don't know if it's me but i think also i've absorbed a lot more comedy than most people like you know i there was a time where i eat breathe and live just fucking like stand-up albums like i i didn't listen to music tv podcast no it was just stand up stand up stand up all day from the time i woke up to you know like at work i'm listening to stand up instead of music and in my car i got stand up cds instead of music cds so i i used to love stand up like that and you're gonna hear some jokes that miss or go too far or you just don't like in a way that i think i became kind of desensitized and that's not to say i'm right it's just this show is about my opinion so yeah i think maybe zero maybe a 25 but in and it's really mostly low because i've seen it before i'm sure a lot of people that are just now hearing this are like what the fuck you know especially with the chris rock sitting there laughing part because it's like you it, in our minds it's like chris would say something like man come on with that bullshit we on camera too like this is making me look like some type of you know like some type of dude that sits here and lets white people say these things but he is some type of dude that does that so the third part of this is also comedians comedians have these conversations all the time they basically took a behind the scenes closed door conversation and put it on tv right but comedians talk darkly you know and this is like tip of the iceberg shit that was right there wasn't really shit comedians go way darker than that when you just sit down and talk to them about shit so 
um i can also under because it's like uh it's like uh professionally they make jokes the way basketball players shoot jumpers right so if, i'm sure if you just left a gym and two basketball players are in there shooting jumpers at some point it becomes the michael jordan larry bird mcdonald's commercial mm-hmm. where it's like i'm throwing it off the roof onto the bleachers off the janitor's head nothing but net you know and that's and and that's why they do shit like that and but those conversations don't only make it to stage because the audience would, would fucking be like what are you sickos talking about so i think that's another reason i wasn't that disturbed um but i am gonna move it up to 25 just because you know it's, i understand why people were fucked with and i seen how many people were fucked with by it yeah um, I, I did too a lot of people were very angry and very upset but mm-hmm. like i said the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny and my thing is any literally anything could be formed and crafted into a joke no matter how crass no matter how quote-unquote offensive it is mm-hmm. it could be formed into a joke if executed properly the problem is some jokes just can't be executed properly by certain comedians and some things uh some comedians just didn't even touch yeah you know just period like they just just don't touch certain things you know and i know that i think about comedy comedy has bits and pieces of truth in it and so it's always going to be a butt of the quote-unquote joke at all times so no matter what the joke is it's always going to be an offended party at the end of the joke Mm -hmm. and i think that uh like you say it's up to the audience to determine if i think this funny and if i don't think this funny and it's up to the comedian to adjust Mm -hmm. and i think some comedians adjust well some comedians don't some comedians uh use offensive and foul and vile language as the quote-unquote punchline that's just not funny you know you're not being creative you're not uh uh and and to me as as somebody who actually looks at comedy as an art and a craft you didn't craft a joke you didn't make a story around it or anything and like i said i don't think that's funny uh, you know like i said it is a lot of jokes and me and you would just die laughing do we agree with it no do we think it's right no but it was fucking funny yeah well funny is also subjective though Correct. so even when we say nothing's wrong it's funny i mean it's subjective some people are not gonna find the shit funny some people yeah. are um like at the time i think uh louis ck doing his nigger bits on stage um the people that i always saw go up for it were white people that's that's all i'm saying i'm not even saying it can't be funny it's just it's funny to a certain type of person it's just not funny to me uh alicia said in the chat and i'm with her it it always comes off like this is my ability my way to say nigger on stage this is a it never felt more clever than that no matter how fucking smart they thought they were no matter how it was just a way of being like look at me i'm saying it and that was the joke there's no actual joke there you know um another example of this was most rape jokes when it came because after people start being like rape isn't funny you started getting a lot of comedians trying to make rape jokes and the joke wasn't look at this way that i found to make something funny that we didn't think was funny right. it was i'm saying it anyway in your face na 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 boo boo you can't stop me i'm just gonna keep saying rape over and over and and then one it lowers the quality of the joke right mm-hmm. right away it's like well this joke isn't even really funny two it's really become about your ego and you know that's how that stuff happens and so 
people with these green room conversations that comedians used to put out like this uh think someone brought up colin quinn's old show um they had they kind of stopped putting these shows out because mm-hmm. the way the sausage is made with comedy isn't necessarily something that people the general public needs to see because the general public is not always going to be forgiving of this shit um and the room temperature changes to where it's like nah i'm not cool with that and and for the record there's a lot of people that were cool with this in 2011 so so you're going to see a lot of people now flipping it because they're riding a wave of like i I was never okay with this nah i thought louis ck was very funny i just didn't i never thought his nigga shit was funny Mm -mm. uh or even his f word stuff i i always Mm -hmm. thought but i always thought he was funny on stage you know like and i thought uh the show louis was funny uh at times it was a weird show but um you know i don't think we have to retcon that shit to being like he was never funny like no he was one of the biggest names in comedy um but that doesn't necessarily mean this shit aged well same thing with uh eddie murphy one of the biggest names in comedy but you go back and listen to raw now and you're like oh mm-hmm. yeah there's no way you could do that now no way in the world you know it's not that no it's not that everybody back then was like um because we all uh uh um what is it what uh i don't even think it was necessarily at the time that everybody was sitting around going yeah because we all hate gay people this is like us in our moment to hate gay people um and nobody disagreed with them i think there were people that disagreed then but they didn't have the voices or the platforms they have now to be able to fight back and be like no don't do this this is harmful don't make these jokes don't don't say these things what's what's funny about it you know that kind of thing um uh so anyway and i and you know i think that is happening faster now yes because this was not that long ago all right and for me everybody has their lines when it comes to jokes like, there's some things that i that's my thing that, that i'm sensitive to and that trigger within me that i go oh no 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 that right there that's not funny mm-hmm. you know and every everybody's line very like you say it's subjective so a lot of it just depends and a lot of times certain jokes float well in certain environments and it is depend on what's popping and what's trending and what's happening in society will also dictate whether a, the audience receives a joke as funny or not mm-hmm. so anyway um all that to say um jerry seinfeld jerry jerome seinfeld <laughs> like come on down bring that gefilte fish be sure it's close to free anybody seen this monster ball suit because uh i'm gonna need to get me a bowl did you put it over noodles i don't know nigga just eat the ball Shalom, Jerry. Shalom, Jerome. Somebody show this man how to do the electric slide. How the rap I get in here? Mm-hmm. Yep, he can come on down to the cookout. I know y'all trying to keep him out, but I'm letting him in. <laughs> <laughs> he was on. He was not feeling it. 
i don't know he was just nervous or what he, he was, was like, like i'm not going down with this shit no 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 don't bring that n-word shit around me All right he must have been like look uh, uh, 10 years or 20 years from now when somebody bring this up on social media they're gonna be like i didn't have nothing to do with it in public or in private Come keep on. it to yourself Mm-mm. i didn't think it's funny nor did i want to think it was funny i'm I, good I, I would like to add him to the long list of white people doing the bare minimum that are allowed at the cookout because the you bare minimum you sir are allowed that was the least you could do and i appreciate it come on uh twitter uncovered a 2014 travis scott interview where he said mike brown deserved to pay for consequences he probably inflicted and discussed the problem with black people huh uh, uh this young man i've been uh put on to by rosenberg how long hold on how long is it 23 minutes i'm not playing all that um Da, da, da. so he got the super bowl and then of course everybody was like mm, how can we go through his life and figure out why this nigga's a coon scott replied uh to ebro when he said asked how he felt about ferguson man i really wish they had the minute mark because i would play it but i would rather i wonder can huh, you just i might skip around was yeah, that peter palooza you... last year okay okay i wonder is there like That's a clip out, out there right with now. just the yeah. piece so everything is 23 with... minutes it's 23 minutes i don't oh, know. okay I don't, know. i'm gonna just read the quote it's easier um scott replied i'm kind of angry so many black people are acting like fake activists i'm not saying he deserved to get killed but i'm not saying he didn't deserve to pay for consequences he probably inflicted uh he then goes on to talk about the problem with black people being that there's always has to be a disruption when something like ferguson situation happens he said and i know that we're at fed up unquote unquote which with what with whatever's going on in culture but at the same time you got to just stop putting yourself in positions where you're continuously having this situation go down as the conversation continued he also spoke about the influence hip-hop artists have on kids and how kanye west has has tried to help tailor black people he said an artist similar to himself named kid cuddy tyler creation and young thug used their music and visuals to teach a younger generation unlike some unnamed older artists who front and use kids to, as profits to fund their lives in regards to kanye scott said let's get people out of baggy pants and put them in fitted clothes let's tailor black people up so we don't look all hood mm. and then they editorialized does it make sense why he was chosen to do the super bowl halftime show and all the shit um i don't know what do you think karen zero to 100 i give it a smooth 50 and it don't matter the nigga got put up there after they went down there 100 other people mm-hmm. it don't matter somebody was gonna say yes y'all can't boycott and fry anybody like anybody they would have picked they were just gonna fry them so it don't matter Mm. um you know because as old as this is we're only hearing this because he said yes other than that nobody would have given a fuck yeah it is weird to me the all hands on deck we have to get this person out of here mentality about this super bowl shit right i don't understand it i'm not saying uh it's not that i really give a fuck to be honest because mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. but it is a weird like thing that people are doing where this like performing halftime at the super bowl has become like something that they expect a monolithic black approach where all black people will boycott this and if they don't if one of them signs up to do the super bowl then somehow that person is the bad guy um so i don't know it's just interesting i did not know people felt this strongly about it until he said yes 
like i had heard rumors of like oh rihanna turned it down jay-z turned it down and cardi turned it down and all the stuff and i was like all right you know whatever um although i 100 percent believe that if cardi would have performed a lot of these people would have done a 180 and been like i can't wait for the super bowl because i think cardi got a song with maroon five i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. so if she would if they would have found out she was gonna be there a lot of the same people that are trying to like chastise travis scott would have been like you got to secure your bag and shit even though you don't get paid to do super bowl uh yeah yeah i think i said you got paid for it that's the correction mm-hmm. my bad they do it for free yeah but so the people would i think people would have flipped uh because people like cardi but um i don't know i think travis is one of the people they already don't like he's fucking with them kardashians um <laughs> oh i don't I, yeah you know me i don't know nothing about yeah I, and like i've heard him have like all lives matter type quotes anyway in the past um so it was gonna be a bad look for him anyway um but uh also they were never gonna invite his black ass unless everybody turned it down and this may never come his way again to be never. honest never so he just, and i you know what and i'm not mad at him for taking it i wouldn't have been mad at anybody for taking yeah. it my Actually. question becomes what happens next year because uh are the black people are black people planning on having all black musical acts boycott the super bowl for the rest of life is that the plan here because i've also seen black people for years until just now complain about the super bowl acts when they're not black and who know who likes them by the way these it's i love being black i swear i do but these complaints are so fucking funny every year because they always get somebody that is either like historically a huge act or is currently a huge act every fucking time and every time it's not a black person boy black people be acting stupid man it's like you have to have some humor about it because it's so funny it's like who is the rolling stones don't nobody want to listen to no damn rolling stones papa was a rolling stone like he's like what nigga right you talking about people that sold 50 million billion records the everybody beatles. know who they are don't nobody care about no damn beatles you're like yes the fuck they people do, do right you, you you know who they are people try to take not because if they had my black ass out there yes your complaint will be fucking bad who the fuck am i but they ain't picking my black ass they picking somebody that everybody Ooh. knows oh man it's so funny because meanwhile they meanwhile people was going crazy for like m.i.a being at super bowl halftime you m.i.a see? came out there for three seconds and people went crazy for m.i.a because we black and we just like a brown person yeah missy did missy one. came right. up there and we was like she should have got the whole halftime it's so we are so funny man how like if you don't approach this race shit with a sense of humor i don't know you'll go crazy because we flip-flop so hard on shit me and karen were having a conversation yesterday about movies and how every year black media black people pick one white person movie that's about race and go nobody better like this shit never 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 detroit the green book you, you guys pick like every year is something where it's like i know this much nobody better fucking like this black this movie about black people from a white person we do it every year and then meanwhile we we won't watch half of the fucking white movies and then when it's time for the awards if you go on black twitter and it's like the nominations are eighth grade i don't give a fuck about no white girl in eighth grade huh you know that black girls in eighth grade don't got no movies about them (laughs) also (laughs) uh the favorite oh so because white women are licking each other's pussies they get a movie huh you know how many black people is in the hood licking each other's pussies ain't get no movie 
pootie tang now see that right there is a cinematic classic all right see pootie tang didn't get enough love when it came out and I it know, better right? and it better win i know that much i know pootie tang better win Sadate sign my kitty on the runny kind okay I know, and they be like and then and also next is the shape of water you mean fucking nemo right what? grinding nemo fucking them fishes is that what we talking about like black nemo people? got that dick you be like how do we get here y'all how do we get here oh i love being black i fucking love it man because it's so like you have to laugh at it or you go crazy and what's so funny is that because of racism we so caught up in the black acts i wonder historically through uh the super bowl how many acts have been outside of black and white how many mm. latino latinx right. i'm not, I remember, I'm, I'm just keeping it real like it's other genre music out there y'all i remember when bruno mars was forming that um that that a cultural appropriating black woman tried to take him down for cultural appropriating black people it was like wait aren't in your name fucking um master shredder samurai and you over here mad at motherfucking bruno mars yeah, and Br- his black band and, his- and, Br- and bruno mars and people were coming out go y- y'all do know like pe- big people's like hey he's never said nothing bad right he's always been he always like i i am coming into this culture and they was like nope she tried you. to she tried to find a way to be mad at that motherfucker it was so it's just funny man because i mean we've had so much done to us correct that we are paranoid we are angry yeah, we are supremacy. validly suspicious like i get it but mm-hmm. i have to decompress and laugh sometimes because it's just like really dog like no white movie was good this year all of them was bad yeah, and and, and <laughs> what and what and what's really funny is that there are some black people that watch all the movies like nick you say she's gonna be an informed hater you know right. like but she's even telling you up front i'm watching it to hate right like i'm watching it to tell you motherfuckers about yourselves i'm saying like that but that's kind of black twitter is in a nutshell when it comes to awards and with the sumo thing it feels similar to me i'm not saying it's the exact same mm-hmm. but it feels kind of similar to me where i don't think there's like an end goal Mm-mm. it's just like we're all gonna get a package in the mail if no black person is at halftime <laughs> like like we're not gonna win anything y'all if no black person it's just gonna be a boring halftime that most of y'all are gonna still watch the super bowl i've seen them ratings and they're gonna probably have a very special episode of this is us after some shit of uh, course <laughs> of course so i don't know it's probably not on nbc this year but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. fox or whoever's gonna have a very special episode of some some shit afterwards and um yeah it's just so fucking funny that we've decided this is the fucking hill to die because i'm like uh and you know i'm not against this whatever they're calling it boycott but i have decided that i don't give a fuck so it's funny because i'm like jay-z called travis scott i'm like jay-z stop what he was doing to call travis scott to give him information like, about y'all the Super making Bowl? this shit up or why are we really doing this I, I mean he may have done it i'm just saying i didn't even know jay-z cared that much i didn't know it feels like the goal move from i don't want to do it to no niggas better do it and if they do it they are goddamn conservative republicans as far as i'm concerned you know who's gonna be at halftime this year it's gonna be jason whitlock with diamond and silk coming ah! <laughs> coming to the stage it's gonna be hey you coons and goodettes it's gonna be big carson it's gonna be the gop republican party (laughs) and that's why people should watch the show live come on this ain't yeah the lad the people listening later mr amazing maroon five revisitation come on but yeah i I can't wait for that halftime show 
because it's gonna be maroon 5 performing they hit and then <laughs> this and then it's gonna be uh ben carson coming out uh at the maroon 5 mm-hmm. Uh, to do his to do his thing. Yeah, I like Maroon Five, so I'll probably be getting my life. I mean, we all know Ben Carson got got hits. Okay, um, at halftime, remember this Diddy. Okay, I'm reloaded. Oh my word. okay now that is the remix so it's a little busy okay i forgot about that song. when he was trying to get the black vote you know he had but he did have song he had bars is what i'm saying um <clears throat> i may have added a little something to help him reach the black vote but uh we have i mean maybe that's who will be at halftime ben carson maroon five um and most of y'all gonna watch anyway okay so i don't know why you lied to yourselves Mm-mm. all right um we'll do one more fucking with black people um oh a well-known wrestling ref used who used a racial slur um <clears throat> uh and had his own racist past uh was responsible for cutting the hair of a black uh child in a wrestling match um <clears throat> the media spun it as um this black kid is doing this because he is um uh helping his team out like this is how much of a team player he is that he let them cut his his uh hair um which they just said was too long uh even though he had it covered at first and by too long guys i'm saying this shit did not go past his like neckline like it didn't reach his shoulders anything like that this ref just arbitrarily decided it was too long the match was like the match was an overtime match where if he won his team won and that was the for every all the marbles and he let him cut his hair um i don't think his parents were there i don't i don't know if his mom was there i know she did release a quote today about how you know it was horrible to watch and it's a nightmare um i saw a lot of black people that were very like triggered by this very like harmed by this uh emotionally like uh i don't think white people can really relate to it um in that way because one it takes our hair longer to grow it's much more kept after when we lock it up and stuff white people will never understand the work that goes into those hair formats and Mm-mm, styles no and it's a texture of hair a lot of times white people's hair look matted when right. they try to do what our hair they have to add oil to it stuff Correct. like that it's like it's just totally different a totally different process and white people still think our hair looks dirty like that because they don't understand yes. anything about hair it's just they don't understand their own racism but um yeah he this ref also was known for a racial slur um that he used at a social gathering of officials in march why is he still officiating anything i don't understand how does he how's he even doing the job 
he said you know people do make mistakes and i apologize i really don't think this should go any further than it's gone anyhow the remark was not made to him after he told me what i said it was pertaining to us breaking each other's stones and i didn't i don't remember it i didn't remember it i was told it i believed it and said yo that ain't me that's when i called him right away and that's when he told me we were good He used a he used the slur in an argument over homemade wine in a shore condominium after be, many of the officials gathered following a youth tournament. Another official, Preston Hamilton, who was black, then slammed Maloney to the ground over the remark. But Maloney don't remember it. Imagine being slammed to the fucking ground and going, "Yeah, I don't remember." I mean, if he says I said something racist, I must have said it, but I definitely don't remember it. Because you have a concussion, or because you just you lying it's one of the two right how the fuck you don't remember it so if if i was having a conversation with a person and then they slammed me to the fucking ground i would remember i would probably go over that conversation in my head several times as to go what what led to me being slammed on the ground especially if i just really didn't know Uh, my guess is he fucking knew what he said he knew he got why he got slammed on the ground and um unfortunately even though this black person reacted in the way y'all wish chris rock had reacted um even though he reacted that way he still was at work he still was with a group of peers who probably didn't give less than a fuck that that happened who probably were like oh that was rude but you know there's no need to hit him and so he my my guess is i'm i'm speculating but i wouldn't put any fucking um qualifier i would put a lot of qualifiers on what that apology probably meant and what accepting it meant because what what i'm supposed to do if i don't accept your apology right (laughs) now i'm the guy who slammed you to the ground and you're the victim here because white people hate when black people don't don't accept these fucking apologies um hamilton reported incident to new jersey wrestling officials southern chapter president sean felkins according to the report a hearing was set up in may the result of that was that monday agreed to participate in uh maloney agreed to participate in sensitivity training and an alcohol awareness program so he blamed it on being drunk that's why he's also drunk i couldn't remember and both maloney and hamilton would be suspended for a year both of them would be suspended for a year you call me a nigger i slam you to the ground i'm out of control i i get the same suspension as you but that's a fair that's the fairness that's the governing body that's what they consider fair that's the fairness quote unquote so fast forward and this same white official is the one telling some black kid he needs to cut his fucking dreads off in the middle of this match and the team was like you know yeah he really stepped up and he did something for the team that sacrificed his hair so we went on and we won the match and all this stuff and i i did watch the video i know karen's gonna say she didn't um but i did watch the video um and i watched him win this match and I, he looked exasperated afterwards i but i honestly couldn't tell if he was just tired or if he was just so fucking overwhelmed at what happened with his hair i couldn't tell you know um and maybe i was projecting because of that you you see what i'm saying like i'm not gonna say i don't want to put that on that kid he hasn't really spoken about it and maybe he'll be like it's not as big a deal or that's how much i love the team but that's one of the reasons i think team sports can be kind of fucked up is because the lessons of uniformity that are passed down often are lessons of hey marginalized person deal with this in the way that will make the white people on the team most comfortable because it's never the other fucking way around it's never it's never like it's rarely the other way around 
like in sports movies sometimes it's the other way around right in sports movies it's and i said jackie would you shower with me and we let jackie robertson shower with us that day and then (laughs) and after after we both were both naked in the same water we realized that race really just doesn't matter as much as people say and jackie turned to me and he said you know what mark let me go ahead and tell you you can come to the cookout <laughs> you let the same water touch you that touched me clearly you're one of the good white peoples so yeah um that's the whole thing fucked with me and when we found out that this dude was a fucking racist i wasn't shocked but it was just kind of like everyone in that room failed that kid everyone the coaches the other team and in lionizing him as he stepped up for us you all stepped back for him you all stepped down from it's why i don't really believe it's why i'm pessimistic about a lot of shit because because it will require someone actually having the sense in the moment to be like nah this isn't right and and this he shouldn't have to do this you know like the coach and the rest of the team to me it would have been a powerful statement if they would have said nah well then i guess we forfeit the match because that he's competed up to this fucking level with his hair like this and no one's had a fucking problem but you you're the dick you know and i was talking to justin about this on boss d because he was like you know they they go in these kids homes and they recruit your kid and they tell you i'm gonna treat him like my son i'm gonna do this and i said you know what i don't want to i'm not trying to turn it into some sinister plot those white people mean that shit when they say i'm gonna treat your son like my son you mean it because to him his white son chat cutting his fucking long hippie hair is not as big a deal as it's not a big deal to white people in that way right you know it'll grow back give it a month or whatever the fuck it'll grow back faster and shit but what but with us nah it's a much bigger deal and in the historical context of our bodies in their hands being told what we can and cannot do you know in sports culture and all that respectability in it dressless way on game day uh talk this way fucking uh in interviews and keep your hair cut this way i mean he ain't the only one you know there's a ton of black coaches that'll make your kid wear his clothes a certain way cut his hair a certain way they think they have so much fucking control over you um for a lot of these kids it's it's a little more relaxed in black spaces which i love to see you know like one of my favorite things now is these fucking like nba college players and their fucking natural hair all over the place Mm -hmm. i love that shit you know you look at duke and it feel like fucking uh, r&b band now <laughs> just like mm-hmm. that was a time when every nigga at duke had a motherfucking low cut fade or a box that, that was, was it. it and so i love that shit man i love seeing like alfred payton and whatever the fuck he gonna do to his hair tonight like that i'm just like oh look at this shit okay boy um i didn't appreciate it when i had it so you might as well so um anyway all that to say man uh this one fucked with me a hundred it was a hundred percent fuck with Mm-hmm. same okay all right yeah cause, yeah because we talked about it on balls these sports and like i said just <clears throat> me and and just thinking about y'all didn't get parents consent mm-hmm. or anything like this you took it upon yourselves and you know 
that's a child i'm gonna fuck what my child said you didn't right. you didn't ask me like i said i didn't see the video because seeing the video probably would have made me even more upset mm-hmm. but just the steals of this white girl chopping his hair off in front of all these fucking people watching it fall who knows how long it took him to fucking grow his hair who knows how many hours because see because when we get our hair done like he did it takes hours to re to do it the first time and then when you get like a like a retouch which means you're going to re-relock the locks it takes hours four five six seven eight right. hours to do this not 15 minutes at the supercuts hours of somebody it takes labor to do our hair and they just so callously just cut it off with flippantly without even a thought without any motherfucking and not telling me funny i'm so glad i don't have kids so glad i don't have kids there's a lot of stuff that happened to me that i let ride mm-hmm. but you fuck with my motherfucking kid I, oh i'd have been like now where do i sign now who's the lawyer that's gonna be with me to sign saying that uh you didn't ask my consent to cut my fucking child's hair who do i need to sue i was gonna bring this up in more detail and longer but i'll save it for another one but i did had an article about the white high school dropouts making uh being wealthier than black college graduates but i'll save it for another day now it's time to move into something else guys all right let's uh do something fun to, to get out on and this probably be our last show for the week so mm-hmm. let's see if we can do maybe some uh i guess we do some guest rice that work for everyone um how about this now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen to guess the race and of course the chat room plays along and they are racist all right a lot on the line today for guess the race um let's see which one should we do um do i not have a picture for this what happened um hmm all right we'll skip this one because i thought i had the picture and i clearly don't all right um (laughs) a florida man who stamped packages of heroin with photos of president trump has been sentenced to 35 years in prison Ah! i got that trump florida heroin heroin dealer who i think my dad sent me this one who marked his drugs with photos of president trump and a famous and famous drug lords will serve 35 years behind bars kelvin johnson 48 years old and his colleagues never heard them called that before would buy drugs his (laughs) his colleagues would buy drugs also own a mcdonald's Mm -hmm. kelvin johnson 48 and his colleagues would buy drugs in the northeast and then ship them home in uh spring hill florida to spring hill florida according to hernando county sheriff's office authorities were first alerted to his drug trafficking when postal workers in new jersey discovered a 13 pound package of drugs addressed to a florida home in may 2016 what, what did the package say drugs on the front like how i say Jesus amazon drugs right on the instead of amazon I said drugs smiley face authorities were first alerted do to not the, open yeah don't open these drugs handle with care right <laughs> please do not smoke drugs uh three more packages of ship from new jersey to florida in, in january 2017 oh so they was on him in may and waited till uh woo, they waited a while 
uh including is going to be a continual continual thing yeah included in the package were thousands of individually wrapped packets of cocaine and heroin many of which were stamped with pictures of president trump el chapo and pablo escobar johnson that's was, probably how you order them yeah that's I what i'm saying that pablo. let me get two trumps uh, el chapo with the fucked up off this el chapo tonight uh johnson was charged with trafficking in heroin sell possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance possession of drug paraphernalia and racketeering let me get two of them 45s karen guess the race him and his cohort are white his colleagues oh colleagues yes. i'm sorry his colleagues <laughs> his his gentleman friends uh white and stupid white the dumbest motherfucker in the dope game white kelvin johnson the marketing game to white folks was kind of tight black playing spades and pulled a trump card black kelvin family finally gets to stay in the trump hotel black oh kelvin black uh karen what was yours again i went white karen went with white everybody mostly went with black um okay the rest of y'all went with black except for trey damn so it's just you and trey on the mm-hmm. on the white train and uh really dark night no no, really, no 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 we don't you we and don't. trey the only ones that only ones. think he's white and y'all are both wrong as hell ain't no white kelvins ain't no white kelvins mm-hmm. you know what shout out to the white kelvins listening to the show when have you ever met a white kelvin i'll wait right karen what are you talking about you're so crazy (laughs) (laughs) oh baby i know i was just hoping i was like white because i want him to keep his mcdonald's trans um franchises damn it well that's him right there kelvin Mm mm-hmm kelvin that's a negro black kelvin kelvin johnson karen what is happening with you jerome seinfeld what the fuck are we talking about here <laughs> touche seinfeld is jewish though but touche touche so uh, so so that's why i was like oh that's definitely a white and then the drug was heroin wasn't it heroin yeah right so I, i'm that's you know so that's why I black said, people use heroin but more importantly black people do sell heroin karen yes they do it's not this ain't the 60s no more okay anyway <laughs> let's get to the next one so i'm on one a mother and her baby killed by a grizzly bear at a remote canadian cabin <laughs> why yoga had enough of them a canadian school teacher and a 10 month old daughter were mauled to death by a grizzly bear this week while taking a walk outside of their remote cabin where the family had been staying during her maternity leave wow german roseholt returned to the cabin near Ener sun lake in yukon territory around 3 p.m monday to find the lifeless bodies of his partner 37 year old valerie thorette or thore and her baby girl adele oh uh the news reported that the bear that killed the family was still roaming around and charged uh about wait he killed the family was still roaming about and charging him uh prompting the man to shoot and kill the animals oh so the man killed the bear that killed his 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 uh his kid is and his and his uh wife i guess um the coroner's office stated in press release that the mother and the daughter were likely attacked while out on the stroll sometime between 10 a.m and 3 p.m 
Theoret's friend Remy Beaupre, uh, told the station Valerie had been on maternity leave and the family had spent the last three months at the cabin engaging in animal trapping in the heavily wooded area. Oof. Rosalt told the authorities that he had spent Monday morning and afternoon trapping away from the home. As he was approaching the cabinet at that point, uh, still, uh, not knowing what had happened to his girlfriend and daughter, the grizzly bear lunch. After killing the bear, uh, he came upon their bodies. About three years ago, she and Rojo bought, Rojo bought the cabinet, uh, near, uh, the lake, some 250 miles northwest of their hometown of White House, planning to spend as much time there as possible. But pray the family friend said that the Ray and her boyfriend had ample experience surviving in the wilderness, were well prepared for emergencies, and loved the great outdoors. Oh my God. Uh, according to a necropsy, uh, will be performed on the, uh, of the authorities, a necropsy will be performed on the grizzly bear that killed the mother and the baby in an effort to determine the cause of the attack. Maybe to see if it had rabies or something. Mm hmm bear conflicts resulting in human casualties uh fatalities are rare in the territory in more than 20 years there have just been three bears only attack humans defensively if they feel threatened or to protect their cubs or as predators if they don't have enough fat stores for the winter or are injured sick or starving those are a lot of ifs uh they said, they said it like it's just gonna be one or two things it's like or if they tired or got a headache or if like they gained nothing to do and they bored uh, according to information available at the environmental agency's website grizzly bear population in yukon is estimated between six to seven thousand animals karen guess the race white all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe um uh camping in the cabin in the woods white white these people were unbearably white oh uh, they died of a grizzly death though that's true yes they did uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh um big old white bear um she took a fresh out of the womb baby out for a walk in the woods no black grandmother to give her the old school speech about staying ass in the house after having a baby white black folks know grizzly bears camp outside too therefore white the bear ain't yogi white teacher gonna learn today white white let's bear down and go camping white Mm -mm -mm. big old white bear Uh, yeah i've read that one okay my bad the correct answer is karen they were white i'm about to say if you was to tell me these were some negroes i was like look i I don't know what's happening with the world today Mm -mm. he put them paws on some white people yes he did um of course this didn't one of y'all say white white bear or something I'm not blaming her, but she did have one of them crazy, like, I like to go out in the woods with the baby faces. Aww. Yeah. Probably out there looking at the bear and not paying no attention. That bear was like, gotcha. Shout out to him for killing that bear, dog. Damn. Yeah, when when they said that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is shit they do. They were like, oh, I will fuck a bear up. That's a man's man right there, because your boy would have been running in the house. Oh, he, they said they had put traps and shit, so he had been trapping other places. So he trapping probably, animals. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he was, that's some real, that's some, uh, killing a bear, that's hard to do in a fucking video game, let alone real life. Come on. And he said it was charging at him? Man, shit. 
Woo! and he did that before seeing that it, it had killed his family right my god the savagery um all right let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of get the race so far karen is one and one but can she get this last one right and earn her christmas present let's see i will try um if you miss it we'll just have to wait till another year Mm-mm. chandler arizona a woman is facing charges after police say she posted new photos of her ex-boyfriend on the fence of his children's school what yeah talking to kids police say 55 year old deborah Britton posted the photos of her ex-boyfriend on the inside of whole elementary school fence after they broke up back in september the victim immediately reported the photo to the police and told officers that he suspected it was Britton because she was the only one he had sent the photo to here's your daddy's dick little girls little little children's on the playground according to the court documents the photos were posted on the fence facing in so that the students or any person on the inside of the fence could see them the photo showed the victim completely nude with his face also showing wow is that your daddy yeah he's streaking for the kids what's happening the teacher's like oh mm, is that so that's who pick you up uh what time y'all uh, he coming to get you According to court documents, photos posted on the fence that uh, Britain denied any knowledge of the incident. Okay, nigga, you on film, right? Well, not just that. You the only one I sent the picture to. So, what is open shut case? Court documents state the photos have been sent to a lab for testing. Results came back to show her fingerprints were on them. She didn't even use gloves. Talking about it wasn't me. Britain turned herself in to the police December eighteenth. She's facing one count of harassment by communication, one count of unlawful distribution of images featuring nudity hmm, wonder if they have revenge porn laws in arizona oh god what is happening i don't know um, about, to, about to have a news break it's the news bitch come on it's the news every day all right um karen uh guess the race everybody white for all the christmas presents all right all, all the christmas presents let's see let's see if she got it right guys i don't know we'll see if she's gonna get some gifts this year or not see what the chat room believes um uh an elementary school white black says cast always white says trey only three guesses i think my internet's moving slow though i thought okay you're looking young looking 55 (laughs) what white white black okay the correct answer is okay black says marlene um and karen you said white the correct answer is and this is for your christmas present she was white Woo-hoo! you won buddy some people did go black Oh, hold on can i take a picture of um because i did a good job rapping this year okay and i need a picture of it come over here and let me take it back it. Oh, hold on yeah come over here and let me take a picture of uh of you I holding did a good job this year. look i cared okay y'all i cared this year holding this present this uh wrapping paper there you go all 
all right now you can go ahead and open it i'm sorry i just i i did a lot to keep it a secret this year uh how i got it and, and stuff oh because i was looking crazy this morning i didn't get it this morning oh mm-hmm so you all attached at the hip oh no no no, no. you thought you thought see it's hard to get it's hard to sneak one by when you uh trying to sneak a president on your best friend guys because right, i was like where you going i can't go Mm-hmm. i didn't know what was happening here ah! i don't need this oh my god that will never see me again oh! tell him what it is i got a switch dog and you got some games i got some games and I still have my issue with Mario, but goddamn it, I'm gonna be playing the hell out of this. Which, which two games? Which games was it? Oh, I got um, uh, Mario Kart Deluxe Eight. Ooh, and I got Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. And so this morning when I left the house, it was because they didn't have it last night, but I wanted to go back and get something uh for your present because uh, I know you can't have a Nintendo without this. <laughs> y'all i love me some fucking zelda and this is uh the uh the zelda on the switch and now i'm and i and, and and not to go through all this but i fucking love Zelda. i remember i don't did you buy me my 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 nintendo the it was the the square kind what was that box dream the dream uh what was it called not dream Mm-mm. gamecube gamecube right because yeah. i've 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 had all the uh nintendos up to some of the most recent ones mm-hmm. and i remember um i've had a game i've even got the game boy shit in fact i got one or two game boys in here and I've, and Zelda has been my favorite game of all. Like I fucking love Zelda. And I remember when we was in college, I used to play Zelda so much, and I had got to this level, and I couldn't figure out how to get past this level. And like I said, and, and maybe this is just me, um, I couldn't get past this level. And y'all, I kept planning. And this is before we had like uh books that would tell you how to do it. Before you know, everything was online on the internet and stuff like that. And so, uh, I dreamed about how to fucking beat this. And I was actually sleeping. And, and, and for some reason, I started dreaming about the game. I was playing the fucking game so much. And something was like, well, do this. And I actually woke up like two or three o'clock in the morning and played it and did it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then, uh, I would for hours and hours and hours. When I tell y'all, y'all might not see me for a while. So I will be playing something new on the nerd off. When y'all be like, I'm not playing nothing new. I'm going to be playing the hell out of all of this. Oh, my God. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. All right. Um, We got one more segment to do before we get out of here, guys. We got to do sword ratchetness. And then I guess you'll be playing Nintendo all day. And nigga, yes. <laughs> an uber driver has been cleared of terror or charge over a sword attack outside of buckingham palace a radicalized uber driver has been found not guilty of a terror charge after attacking police officers on 42nd and lord of the what 
with a 42 inch lord of the ring style sword outside of buckingham palace jurors were unanimous in acquitting mahu sanath childhurry 27 of luton bedfordshire of an allegation of preparing acts of terrorism after a retrial at the old bailey mr chud mr child bit his lip raised his eyebrows and then saluted the jurors after they spent 11 hours and 36 minutes considering the verdict man i wonder how they uh how that worked out i have no idea um yeah prosecutors said that they attempted to stop the driver slashing and stabbing them there was a desperate struggle to, i don't know how the jury decided the jury in the first trial that failed to reach a verdict so this is the retrial um hours before the incident mr child hurry sent a note to his sister saying he was going to become a martyr and be with allah and he still was found i guess what because it was a sword are y'all not taking it serious if it was a gun they would have been like it was terrorism right well like what's happening here tell everyone i love them and that they should struggle against the enemies of allah with their lives and their property the queen and her soldiers 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 will all be at the hellfire they go to war with muslims around the world and kill them without any mercy they are the enemies that allah tells us to fight please make dua prayers for me that allah accepts my efforts um how did he hmm sorry uh the jury was told that he used encrypted messenger app to send his isis propaganda to friends defend the terrorist group of atrocities uh, and he still found out guilty huh well all right that's interesting um <laughs> I, I don't know what to say i guess maybe because it was a sword they just don't take sword crimes as serious as other shit Mm-mm. uh all right guys that's it we're off for, uh, for the rest of this week yeah at least the rest of this week maybe the rest of this year uh we'll talk to you guys uh when we get back and of course uh karen it will uh, i'm sure we'll let you guys know her and nintendo friend code is or whatever it is they use for their internet because you know that shit is weird right but i i i I let you know so yeah it's yeah i don't know what it's gonna be but yeah i'm getting ready to have about baby thank you so very very much thank you for my bevel trimmer oh yeah oh you're more than welcome because i know you was talking about that other one and how you know you didn't care too much for it Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so you be listening Mm -hmm. you're a good woman (laughs) <laughs> all right well, i love you we'll talk until next time i love you i love you too and merry christmas to everybody merry christmas what, what about the kiss oh That's okay it? no all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.